Hey, welcome to Voices. This podcast is for not-so-average Janes and Joes that are looking for something a little more refreshing. Today's media landscape can leave you wanting. It's a little overcrowded, lots of stories, lots of opinions, but it might make you feel like sometimes there are some voices missing from the mix. If you're hollering amen right now, well, this podcast is for you. From Evansdale to Sunnyside, people all over campus are making strides to overcome issues around and beyond Morgantown. They're not waiting for other people to break down barriers. Peaks and Valleys is a season all about exploring what it means to be an activist in the 21st century. Does being an activist have to be your only role in life? What does advocacy look like? Adia Cobb is a West Virginian on a mission. Let's take a peek into the peaks and valleys of being a student and an advocate. I'm double majoring in sociology and women's and gender studies, um, and I have minors in anthropology and Appalachian studies. Um, I am currently a sophomore. Um, I'm from Mannington, West Virginia, um, and I yeah I'm involved in a few different things on campus. Yeah. Um, do a little bit of a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Dabble. Yeah. Um, I think it's really cool the combination of studies that you are doing, like for your majors and your minors. Um, I think it's really cool that you also made a point to include Appalachian studies in that, um, especially like being from West Virginia. Um, I don't know if you want to start by talking about Appalachian studies and like what it is, because yeah. I know that not everybody knows what that is. Yeah, so the Appalachian studies minor is actually like a new program here at, at WVU. Um, but um, just kind of like more broadly, um, Appalachian Studies is just looking at Appalachia as a place, as a region, as a people, as a culture, um, and kind of like, you know, what does that mean? Like, what does that look like um, inside the region and outside of the region? What does that look like for, you know, people across the world? And how does Appalachian culture connect to other cultures? And how, you know, how are we similar? Um, but how are we different and how are things nuanced here and how can we look at that um, moving forward and, you know, um, kind of shaping the region as we go on? Um, how, how do all of those things work together? Um, and I, I mean, I absolutely love it. Like all of the classes that I've taken, I've loved. Um, it's something that like has a very like deep personal meaning to me. Um, and that I didn't really realize that until taking some of these classes um, and like coming to WVU and I was like, oh my God, wait, like I can like study these things that I'm like actually interested in and like, holy cow. Um, What's so deep and personal about it to you? Um, I've always, I don't know. I think that it's a kind of common experience to have like a, a love-hate relationship with the place that you grow up in. But like coming from like small town West Virginia, like all I wanted to do was just like get out. Like I just wanted to leave like my whole life. That's all, you know, um, all I ever wanted to do from the time that like I knew what college was. I was like, you know, I want to go to NYU or I want to go to Princeton or I want to like, I don't know, get in the big city. Um, because, you know, we have all, such a negative 
stereotype, such a negative image from like the the outside world that um, it makes it hard, right? Like we hear like, um, I don't know, like we hear the concept of like brain drain, like you have to leave Appalachia if you want to like be successful or if you want to have a future, like there's nothing here for us. Um, and so yeah, I kind of just like played into that. Um, and like, I believed it for a long time. Like I thought that I had to, um, but then I ended up here and, and I love it. And like, I love what I'm doing and I love like my studies and all the things I'm involved in. Um, and so yeah, it's super fun. And like, wouldn't want it any other way. Do you remember the first time that you realized that you were Appalachian? <sighs> I mean, not really. There was never like, there was never like a defining moment of like this is you know one way or the other like when i was a kid um my dad is very much like a mountain man survivalist kind of <laughs> like like let's like drop the kids off in the middle of the woods and like <laughs> let them find their way back to camp kind of guy um so we went like backpacking and hiking and like i loved that like i loved that aspect of appalachia and i loved like we go on backpacking trips all the time and um, go camping and fishing and hiking and like kayaking and just all these fun things. He taught me how to like how to like set traps and how to you know like go hunt for food and like um, I don't know like forage things or whatever I don't know. But so like I always loved that aspect of it. Um, and then it wasn't until it wasn't until later probably like middle school that I started to realize like oh wait like other people like don't see Appalachia that way because that was what I had assumed that like everyone did <laughs> like you know like I lived in a small town like we were kind of out in the sticks like it was like that was just it right like that's just you know just what we did um and so yeah it wasn't until like middle school that I realized that like oh wait like everyone else sees Appalachia as like barefoot like toothless, uneducated, backwards, like, hillbillies. Like, I'd heard the word hillbilly before, but it was never a negative thing. Like, it was never, like, you know, like, my dad called himself a hillbilly. Like, it was never, like, it was never bad. Um, and then, yeah, I kind of, like, became aware of those stereotypes. Um, and I guess that's when I had, like, a change of heart um, towards it. And do you feel like you're getting the degrees that you're getting now because you see yourself like in the future working in a field where you can kind of change those stereotypes do you even see yourself in the future doing that like yeah I I would love to um stay in the region and do something um <laughs> what, what that is I don't know yet <laughs> um, um because I think I have you know, I have quite a few disciplines to pull from. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of work that can be done here, um, and so I'm still trying to kind of nestle myself into one of those spots and figure out exactly what that's going to be. But um, yeah, I, I think I would definitely like to like to stay here, you know, for a while and work it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're you're really involved on campus um and you are doing a lot, I think, to um generate awareness of what it means to identify in a lot of different ways. Um 
I was wondering if you could maybe talk a little bit about what you do on campus, you know, in SGA and in your new club that you started too, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, so I serve as the um, chair of the health committee with SGA. So we are really focused on um, just health and wellness for students, for faculty, um, people on campus, you know, um, really just like changing the, the culture to one of like mindfulness and healthiness and like, you know, wellness and like, let's take care of ourselves and let's um, keep our like mental health in check and let's keep our sexual health in check and let's keep our physical health in check you know like all of these things are equally um, important and um, and so yeah we do we do lots of I don't know different programs and events and um, we're working on some legislation right now so there's all kinds of fun stuff going on um, I don't know when this is gonna come out you said <laughs> but we have an event on the 28th that i'm gonna plug of october that's yeah okay. it's yeah. um we're having I'll, i can link to it okay the, cool yeah yeah, yeah yeah so we're gonna have a town hall event um which is kind of a new sga thing but um we've taken on the month of october as um the health committee month so we're gonna have a town hall um at 6 30 at the mountain lair um where students can come out and like just ask us questions like have a conversation we're gonna have some campus representatives there from different orgs on campus from different um kind of entities um so it's gonna be open for anyone to just you know step up to the mic and ask a question and like tell us what you think um so yeah that's gonna be the 28th at 6 30. um so if this comes out before then <laughs> then please come if it doesn't then I'm sorry that you missed it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of what I do with SGA. Um, what are some ways that um, people can get involved, you know, maybe if they're not going to make it make it to that town hall? It sounds like you found some really great ways to get involved on campus um, in, a, in a pretty committed sense in that you are a representative in SGA. Yeah. Um, what are some ways that you might recommend people get involved on campus? I mean, I always like when people ask about SGA, um, sorry, those people walking outside totally <laughs> distracted me. <laughs> There's um, a window right beside me. It's like table. so <laughs> distracting. There's always people walking out there. Sorry. Oh my God. Um, they probably look at me like I'm a freak. Like, giant like, oh. I know you can't see me, but yeah. <laughs> We're just like sitting here having casual yeah, discussion. Have a fun little time. Um, <laughs> So, okay, how can people get involved? <laughs> um, so yeah, with SGA, I always tell people just like, just come to a meeting. Like our meetings are open. Um, they're in the Vandalia Lounge at the Lair every Wednesday night. Um, and you can just like show up and just like see what we're about. Like, you know, I think that that's one of the, one of the easiest ways to be aware and to like just have an idea of like what's going on. Um, it's just, yeah, just like show up, like be, you know, be a body, like be, obviously be more than a body, be listening, paying attention, but like be there and be present. Um, and like, just, yeah, just kind of throw yourself in, like stick around and talk to us. There's always people, you know, um, hanging out and just having our own little conversations. Um, so, you know, ask us questions, like ask what we're about, like ask what we're passionate about. I'm sure like everyone loves to talk about it. Um, so, I mean, I think that's, you know, that's like the easiest, like most, base level thing and like I think that applies to anything on campus like just just show up like you know like shoot someone an email like if there's a club you want to go to like just go right like just like send them an email and say hey I want to get involved like I'm sure that they would be more than happy to have you involved um, and at, as the vice president of a new club um, <laughs> like 
that's like yeah it's so easy like just show up um what's your club about so funny (laughs) shameless plug (laughs) oh gosh i'm stuck in the microphone um (laughs) so we're officially called the queer and feminist theory book club but it's queries for short but like queer dash ies because it's like a pun because it's cute (laughs) um so we are basically just um reading queer and feminist theory literature articles books whatever um and just like showing up and and just talking about it like opening up that discussion um because um you know it's not always a discussion that people are comfortable having or it's not one that is accessible to everyone um and so you know we just want to kind of um make it more accessible um we provide the books um fingers crossed that our funding is secured and like goes through and we're actually going to have books for the next meeting um if not and you're listening to this and you're independently wealthy please give us money we we need money we need money but we are smart and we work hard (laughs) i promise it'll be for good cause um but yeah so we're we're a brand new club um like organization i guess i should call it um we're a brand new student org um and so yeah we're just like we're just meeting like every other week kind of hanging out we haven't really like got anything started yet because we don't really have the funds to like buy books but we're still meeting and like having discussions and like having snacks and um just kind of like opening up the floor for a discussion instead of you know it's so easy to get caught up in the like hierarchy of academia and to be kind of up here I guess this doesn't really work I'm like waving my hands around (laughs) above my head like up here like it's so easy to be stuck up here and be stuck in like the theory part of it um and you know in all these like academic literature that you have to like have a thesaurus open 24 7 to just like get through the first sentence like come on um so I think you know it's it's just about bringing it from up here to like down to where it's you know um where it's accessible and where we can talk about it and kind of conceptualize it in our own terms and we can you know make sense of it on campus in the community um in our own groups with our own identities um and you know kind of flesh that out with each other do you consider that activism like what do you consider to be activism or advocacy how would you define it i mean yeah i think that um i think that yes that is activism (laughs) i think um i think that you know activism can look like a lot of different things like it it's not only like showing up to a protest like marching in the streets with Mm -hmm. a sign like Mm -hmm. like obviously that is very like powerful like in your face you know yeah physical form of activism but like i don't know i think just anything that kind of um elevates other people elevates um marginalized people um you know obviously like we don't want to speak over anybody but like lifting up those voices i think is so important um and so you know anything you can do that that helps to 
elevate that and to lift lift those people up lift those voices up those causes those you know whatever it may be um like yeah it's activism for sure um and and yeah there are a million different things that you know that you can do that are not like showing up to a protest and like walking down the street you know do you have tips for people that want to be active for a cause um but really just don't know how to get started yeah one of my one of my personal like favorite things to do is to um is to just kind of like <laughs> i know we're in such like a like a online activism like whatever hashtag yeah, activism, activism right. right and you know that gets its flack but like i think it has real power mm-hmm. like never before have causes been able to organize like so quickly and so efficiently like like you can you know set up uh set up a cause or set up a protest or set up a whatever like right now if you wanted to um and so i think that like like we have such a powerful tool through like twitter through instagram like searching like i don't know hashtag whatever um and just just scrolling through like making yourself more informed i think is like the first step to anything and so you know taking that taking that step like as as an activist as an advocate um and like taking it upon yourself to inform yourself and to um you know be more um be more aware I guess um is like the very the very first step um and I mean even without like without going out and and rallying in the streets like like find you know today so what is today the 14th is mm-hmm. that the day yeah, it's, it's so it's indigenous people's day like oh, right. mm-hmm. find yeah. find an indigenous person's venmo and send them ten dollars mm-hmm. like that's activism mm-hmm. done like direct funding mm-hmm. you know um one of my favorite accounts is queer appalachia they do all kinds of stuff um like region wide mm-hmm. um but like you know i'll send them five ten fifteen dollars whenever i have it like just send mm-hmm. it to their venmo their cash app whatever um, and then they, you know, do the correct, proper things with it that, like, you and I can't do on right. our own. Right, and we don't always know what to do. Right, and, and it's yeah. so overwhelming sometimes. It like, it really there's, right, yeah. there's so, there's, there's so much. Like, if, mm-hmm. if we spent all of our time and energy, like, doing this stuff, like, mm-hmm. th- that would be, that would be it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, that's so easy to do. Like, yeah. and I know that, like, you know, broke college kids, like, we don't always have, like, <laughs> hundreds of dollars to be throwing around right but but like five bucks bucks makes a difference buy that coffee instead donate it to rain donate it to exactly you know whatever it is that you're you're passionate about yeah 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 and i think that um and yeah i i love twitter for that reason like i love the little threads that are like um you know it'll be like um trans women of color like drop your venmos like reparations now (laughs) and i'm like yeah like like send them five bucks i'm like you go yeah um but yeah, like I think that's that's like such an easy way and that's such like like an accessible way and like it makes like it makes such a difference in that person's life. Like like right then and there. Like it may not be that much, like it may be five or ten dollars, but like five or ten dollars might be like a meal for the day. Or it might be like I don't know, the extra money they needed for gas or whatever. You know what I mean? Like like I think direct donations are like super powerful. Um 
and and I I like doing it like like it feels good like I know that like whatever altruism like isn't actually real but like yeah like it feels good to like you know help people um and so I think that's like a super easy way that you can just be an advocate like be an activist like you know yeah really affect people yeah I think that's great and you know I think touching on social media is really important um because a lot of being an advocate is sharing information, right? Um, and informing people so they can make those decisions and um, make those decisions on whether or not they want to be an advocate, mm-hmm. um, how they want to advocate. Um, yeah. So anyway, I think that that wraps it up. I don't know if you have anything else that you want to add. I don't think so. Okay. Thanks for interviewing me. Yeah. This was really fun. Yes, yeah. And one last thing before okay. we go. Okay. So I want to end every episode with an affirmation of some kind. Um, oh. I think that morning affirmations are like, have been having a moment, like a very long moment. Yes. Um, but what's an affirmation or a quote or something that when you just wake up and you feel like and you just really don't want to go through the day, um, what gets you energized? Can I swear? Am I allowed to swear? You can swear. I just swore. Okay. I just swore. Okay, good. Swore. Sweared. Swore. I swear. I am literate. Of swore. Promise. Um, I, I always tell my, I don't always tell myself, but I love to tell myself that you are worth it. Um, I think that just like, it just cheers me up because, you know, it's so hard to like, believe that sometimes so you know you got to give yourself a little a little boost sometimes um and just tell yourself like you're worth it like you are worth all of it um and and that's that so awesome all right well in the words of adia cobb you're worth it so (laughs) take these little nuggets of wisdom take it and go out and get some venmo links or don't hell yeah or share some do whatever you feel like doing don't whatever your version of activism is get out there and do it do it because you're worth it (laughs) all right y'all bye that's it